This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. So, what we are going to discuss is the topic of Kashrut on Pesach. And more specifically, I want to give a few guiding rules regarding Pesach for Sfaradim. And then I want to speak about Halakha Maasi. There are fundamental disagreements between the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah in regards to Kashrut on Pesach. The Shulchan Aruch writes in Simantaf Mem Zayin, Seiv Dalet, Im nitarev hachametz kodem Pesach, v'nitbatel b'shishim, eno chozer v'niyor b'Pesach le'esor mashehu, v'yesh cholkim. If chametz before Pesach got mixed in to a mixture and it was nitbatel b'shishim, it does not reawaken, it does not arouse once again to forbid on Pesach, because on Pesach, Hametz is Asur B'mashu. V'yesh cholkim. And there are those who argue. The Ramah says, Nohagim kisvara rishona bechol atorovet shulach belach. The Ramah says, we agree that by anything that's liquid, if it was nullified before Pesach, it's allowed. However, yavesh shenit arev, something that was dry, o sheyesh lachush litarovet, or we're concerned, like bread that fell into wine, even if you took it, then we're afraid that there are crumbs. So anything that's mamashut, we are concerned of chozer v'neor on Pesach. The concept of chozer v'neor in Yoredea, the Bet Yosef brings at the end of Siman Tzaditet, that if somebody had chelev, forbidden fat, that fell into soup, and there was 60 against it, so it's nidbatel. What happens if more forbidden fat came in? So the Shulchan Aruch in the Bet Yosef is posek. Whether it was known before the new thing mixed in, ben kodem shenodat arovet, ben leachar shenodat arovet, once you have more fat that came in, chozer v'neor. He's posek like the Ramban. That's how the Bet Yosef in Siman Tzaditet writes, which would mean that you do say chozer v'neor. But that's a chozer v'neor where you could actually taste the fat. There was fat that fell into a tafshid, that there is 60 against it. And now there's more fat that came in, and now already you could taste the fat because you have more than shishim, you have more fat that came in, so it met the other fat. They said, hey, let's be friends. And they and they decide to uh, to give ta'an. So you're tasting forbidden fat in, in soup. That chozer v'neor maran says it's allowed. Regarding Pesach, it's different. Regarding Pesach, you'll never taste the chametz. The chametz is batel. But on Pesach, there's a special chumrah of isur mashehu. Isur mashehu is something that despite the fact that it is batel minatora, midirabanan bi chumrah de chametz, since chametz is isur bekaret, asur bekaret, even mashehu is, is asur. So the question is, if it fell in before Pesach, 
Is it going to reawaken on Pesach and is it going to be forbidden? So the Shulchan Aruch says that it's allowed and there are those who are cholik. And the Ramah says it's going to be allowed if it's lach belach, but not if it's yavish beyavish. What's an example? I heard this question was asked to Rav Ovadi Yosef once in regards to uh, a, a matzah factory that sometimes has a run of uh, chametz matzah. Such a thing as chametz matzah. People who uh, don't tol- uh, can't tolerate a uh, regular bread, they have matzah during the year. So they uh, the, in this ba- factory they made a thousand boxes of kasher lepesach matzah and uh, two boxes got mixed in of of chametz uh, matzah. They don't know which one it is. It looks exactly the same. It was before Pesach. So it's Yavish Yavish, And it's, and according to the opinion that even Yavish Yavish, we don't say Chozer Vineor, it would be allowed according to Shulchan Aruch. Now, the Ramah says we're only going to be Matir on Lach Belach, but not on Yavish Yavish. Uh, the Minhag, Rabbi Shalom Isas writes in the Haskama to the Sefer Mikrae Kodesh, in Chod Pesach, Tavkuf Pebet, that, that he never saw a, 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 a the Poske Morocco to be Machmir, that we would say Choser Vineor on Pesach. In other words, he's lenient. Bishalom Isas is lenient. And also the Sefer Kriyat Chanad David in Chelek Bet, Siman Ayn Bet, says that we follow the opinion of Maran that we do not say Chozer Vineor regarding Pesach. Now, there are many Acharonim that are Machmir, including the Prichadash that says Kabbalat Geonim, that even by Davrlach we say Chozer Vineor, and the Birkei Yosef, believe it or not, also writes that the Chachamim say we are Machmir on Chozer Vineor, Zichor Avram says that it was in Turkia. And since Maran brings it as Yesh Cholkim, definitely we should be more Machmir. But the uh, Rabbi Shalom Yisrael says that wasn't the Minhag, it was to be lenient. Rabbi Baruch Tuledano, on the other hand, writes that our Minhag is to be Machmir Lechatechila. He writes, he writes in Kitsur Shukhan Aruch, Hilchot Pesach, Vechen Minhagenu Be'arsot Morocco. He doesn't just bring the kafachaim that's machmir. He says this is our minhag to be machmir lechatechil on chozer v'neor. Practically speaking, um, it would mean buying uh, milk that you know has no vitamins and there is no problem of kashrut, but they don't have a special kasher lepesach run. So, are we choshesh that there might have been a drop of 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 a crumb that fell in and it's going to be asur? Now we're talking about at most an Isur de Rabbanan, because it's Asur Bimashu, it's only Isur de Rabbanan. And we're also talking about that you don't really know if something fell in. So Mi'ikar Adin, you would say that it's allowed uh, to be Machmir Lechatechila. Okay, it doesn't seem to be that it would be, it would be so, um, it's, it's uh, so, uh, important to be Machmir Lechatechila. Regarding Nutentam Livgam as well, something that uh, doesn't taste good is Batel, you don't need Shishim. 
the Ramah says, we're machmir netan rivgam. Once again, here the Sefer Noeg Bechokhmah, Rabbi Yosef Benaim from the, from Fez, he died in the 60s, we spoke about him before, he was a big, uh, uh, promoter of Minhagim. He had a tremendous, uh, library. He, I think the library is now, is in New York, in YU. But he, he writes in page Kuf Samech, Matsati Katuv Biktav Yad Meravagon Rav Moshe Ben Simchon, Shikibel Merav Avram Ben Shimuel, Mechacham Eliyahu Mipatan, Minhag Fez, Kimaran. Also Rabbi Shalom Misas writes in that letter, the Minhag is like Maran, uh, by Notin Tamliv Gam, not like the Kafachaim Uzmachmir. Uh, another example, another example, that, that's another example where, where we are lenient, Meikaradin. Recently in the, in the Sefer of Chachmi Paras, you'll see over there by the section of Minagim, they write that their Minhag was to be Machmer even not using Zechuchit on Pesach. The Minhag in Morocco was to use glass even on Pesach. Noeg Bechokma. Dav Kusam Yechgimel writes that this is our minhag, like Shulchan Aruch. Rabbi Shalom Misas in that same Haskama writes as well that 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 we didn't have such a minhag. Anochi lo yadati minhag klal b'moroket gametzel gedolei Torah. We just take our our cups, our glass cups, and we wash them. So. You know, there are those who could be more machmir. I've said this many times. The klal that Revel Yashiv has, uh, has, has told me, and this is brought down in Maginavur in a few places, that if you don't know a minhag otherwise, you're somech on ikaradin and ikara minhag. Over here, ikaradin is to rely that there is no chozer veneor, that notentam livgam on Pesach is allowed, and you're just allowed to wash klizichuchit. Those are a few instances of kashrut on Pesach. Now, what this leads to is that if somebody learns the Shulchan Aruch and he learns the Sugyot, he comes away thinking that many things I could go into a store on Pesach and I could, I could buy, especially if Sfaradim uh, and Kitniot in Morocco is a whole different discussion. I'll reiterate that, I'll just say it very briefly now, that Arminag is not like the Ashkenazim who do not eat Kitniot. We refrain from rice, just like many, many Edot Asfaradim and Edot Amizrach. That the Turkey, the Tur- Turkia, that is, uh, uh, Tunisia, they all, they all refrain from rice because there's a mixture of wheat, but it's not as, it's not like the Ashkenazim, but there's Some people, hummus, some people, some people, sugar, everybody has their different minhagim, but the universal minhag was rice, and everything else is allowed. So we allow corn, we allow cornstarch, we allow peanut oil, and Ashkenazim, many could allow peanut oil. But if you walk into a store, all of these things are forbidden, because Ashkenazim are machmir, in many areas of kitniyot, that even kitniyot sheishtanu, but Sfaradim that walk into a store have a strong claim to say that if they're walking through the aisles, they should be able to buy anything that's on the shelf, because uh, corn starch is allowed, corn syrup. Why do I have to buy a special kasher le pesach coke? 
Hare Coke is, uh, is just made with corn syrup and it's allowed as long as I see in the ingredients that there's no starch, it's allowed. Ah, you're going to tell me maybe the guy he was eating a sandwich and it fell in. Who says we're choshesh? And even if we are, we are choshesh, but we don't say choser veneor on Pesach. So we should have ample reasons to say it's allowed. So this is where we get into a, a subject that is halacha, but at the end of the day, it's going to be dependent upon a very delicate subject of masorit. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you the, uh, the, the discussion. And some will insist, well, I'm sorry, I'm allowed to be Mako Maker Adin, and others will, uh, will, uh, will understand that it's not very simple at all. There are, there are Talmidi Chachamim that claim that as long as you research and see that the ingredients of the sugar is corn and that's why Ashkenazim forbade it. Sfaradim should be able to buy this product on Pesach even if it has no hechshir. And Lechora, it's a good claim. Lechora, the claim makes a lot of sense. The problem with the claim is the following. The world of Kashrut became exceedingly complicated. The world of Kashrut became a world that there are there are numerous, numerous ingredients in a product that you have to be a physics expert, you have to be a, um, a food expert, there's a special name for that, in order to know uh, what is kasher and what is not kasher. And here is where we get into murky waters. Now, this could apply on Pesach and also during the year. Let me give you a an, an example. There is a there is a question if you have an ingredient that is put into a tafshil and it's for sure batel, but it comes from a non kosher source. Is that forbidden or not? So you're looking at me. What am I talking about? If there's shishim, of course it's batel. There is a chuvot arashba. In Chelek Gimel, Siman Resh Yud Dalid, that introduces a concept in Yoredea. He's, he's talking about Yain Nesech, and he says like this. Regarding doctors that say that a certain drink that they gave patients, that they put in a certain wine vinegar of a go, of Goyim, which is forbidden, says the, even though it's Batel, says the Rajba, how could it be? It's made to be there. That ingredient is made to be there. And if it's there principally for being there, it's not batel bemiut. Bet Yosef in Yoredea Siman Kufla Medalet brings this Rashba. And in the Shulchan Aruch and Sifid Gimel is posek like this Rajba. And based on this, anything that was mit'arev on purpose is not batel. Magin Avram in Orachaim Siman Taf Membet Sif Aleph brings this halacha as well. But he has difficulty from Kutach Abavli 
that even though there's uh, there's kedei achilat peras, and you know that it's that it's uh, it, you know it's there, it, would, it seems to be that it would be batel. But the Magen Avram seems to be choshesh for the Rashba, the Shulchan Aruch of the Balatanya, Simantaf Membet Sifkatan Vav writes beyoredea hiskamnu akol edivrei Rashba. So here you have Magen Avram and Shulchan Aruch Rav. Birkei Yosef as well re- brings this halacha of the Rashba, like Maran. So you have a Rashba that says that any ingredient that is there that's not kosher, even though there's 60 against it, is batel. Even if it's 60 against it, it's batel. Baruch Abba. So, you have a Shulchan Aruch that says explicitly that an ingredient that was put in even though there's 60 against it, but it was put in on purpose, it's batel. The problem is the Shulchan Aruch in Siman Kuftet Vav regarding non-kosher butter, that if you cook, if you cook it and there is uh, there there might be some chalav of a nevela, maximum it becomes batel. And the question is, that's one of the, it's part of the main ingredient. How could you say it's batel? So Moshe Feinstein, Yoradea Asiman Samech Zayn, has a chuvater of Pinchas Tights, the Rav of Elizabeth, New Jersey, who talks about whiskey and and whether whiskey had had a certain ingredient that was not kasher, but it was part of the ingredients. It wasn't Yain Nesach, but it was part of the ingredients. So Rav Moshe Feinstein says, are we choshesh for the Rajba? He says, no. The Rajba was only talking about Yain Nesach. And he brings a proof from the Shulchan Aruch himself in Kuftet Vav. The truth is, you could have said that Shulchan Aruch Kuftet Vav by Chema, by butter, is not a raya because that's a special gzera of Chema. They weren't machmir. But on a deoraita, any ingredient that's there as part of the ingredients, it, it could be, we're mach, we, we should be machmir for the Rajba. And there's many acharonim, like the Divrei Chaim, Chedek Bet, Yoredeasi Menun Gimel, the Maram Shig, the Imre Esh, the Avnei Tzedek, all of these write that any anything that's ikrolikach, that it's there as part of the ingredients, it's not batel. This question came up in 1930 when Rav Tuvia Geffen, who is the Rav of, the, of Atlanta, Georgia, it was, it was what? It depend on the amount of... No, so even if there's 60 against it, but since it's made as part of the ingredient, the Rajba says it's not batel. Mahmad Chashivuto, just like we find Beryalo Betela, Mahmad Chashivuto, it's batel. So here Rav Tuvia Geffen had a very important position in 1930s. There was a, there was a company, don't know if you heard of it, it was called Coca-Cola. And they started a, they started, they had this factory and they wanted a Hechsher. So he has a whole discussion in his Sefer, Karne Ahod, page 244, that it had in it something called Murius and Anigron. Murius was a glycerin. The glycerin in those days was for sure made from non-kosher animals. But it was batel. And, and Anigron was forbidden on Pesach. It had ingredients that was forbidden on Pesach. He brings the Rashba. He brings those who argue on the Rashba, because there are somebody Shonim that bring, uh, uh, they, they, they for sure don't hold like the Rashba, because one of the proofs of the Rashba is, Gvinot Shel Goyim are forbidden, says the Rashba, because it has non-kosher ingredients. Other Rishonim say there's other reasons why it's Asur. So you see that they didn't follow the Rashba. So after he says it's a Bachlok, he says, who could be Bachriya? Therefore, I don't know how to kosher Coca-Cola, and they had to reveal to him those ingredients, and he was able to make a special run of glycerin, of kosher glycerin. Otherwise, in 1957, they had to make a kosher run of glycerin because of the 
uh, because of, because of that issue. No, I'm sorry. In 1957, they they started having a a problem with the runs, but they had to. They, they had to, in, in 1930, they had to see that glycerin could be made vegetarian because of the kashrut issues. So either way, this is an old question. Now why am I, why am I bringing up this rashba? Because if we are going to be choshesh for this rashba, that kol davar ikro batel, you're gonna have a lot of problems of buying things without a heksher on, uh, on Pesach and year round. Because you're not gonna, because one of the claims that people who want to be lenient and say, we, we just look at the ingredients, even if there's a non-kosher ingredient, it's probably batel, you can't say that if you're choshesh for the rajbo. Because even if there's shishim, but it's there as an ingredient, and it's part of the ingredients, it won't be batel. That's number one. Number two, it's, it's put in there bikavana. It's not so clear that something that's put in Kavana is Batel. Number three, Ramoshe Feinstein in Yoredea Chalik Betziman Mem Aleph regarding margarine writes, It's Mechur Hadavar Leashgiach Belo Agala. To, for, to, to put a Mashgiach without doing proper Hagala, even if it's Eno Beneyoman and Meikar Adine could be allowed. You know, you're, you're, you're being so much on all types of kulas. There's, there's, there's a, there's a concept of hora'at chacham that you're relying on hora'at chacham. In different foods, there's all types of ingredients that you won't even know if they're kasher or not kasher. Enzymes. I, I'm not going, I'm going to go very quickly on this because I want to get to Pesach. Enzymes that are, um, that, that, that are made, that are, that are grown for bacteria from non-kosher food. Um, or they make them, uh, they, they grow them on barley, or they, uh, or, you know, and, and that's for sure could be chametz. But I, I'm talking about the rest of the year. There's, you're, whenever you're gonna look at ingredients, you're gonna see it's written natural flavors. So, you know, natural flavors. What could be wrong with natural flavors? Natural flavors is a way to protect the, uh, the consumer, is to protect, I'm sorry, the company, that they could put in anything from vegetable, to uh, to beaver oil, castorium oil, that's beaver oil, and that's also called natural flavors. And there's no way of you knowing. Once again, you're going to be a big lamdan and say it's batel. Well, according to the Rashba, it's not batel. It's not simple at all. There are glycerin items that is a fifty-fifty nowadays. If it's made from nevelotu trefot or if it's made from vegetable. It really depends. It's very hard to know where the glycerin is made from. You'll see in the ingredients something called magnesium stearate. That comes either from vegetables, but it can also come from the velotu trefot. Gelatin, we know, is a huge issue. We say, well, gelatin, there are many poskim that said it was allowed. Well, that was the gelatin that was made from bones. And because it was made from bones, one of the reasons why they allowed it was because bones are meikaradin, not considered food according to Meneri Shonim. But those types of gelatin, usually they use for photography now. But for film, believe it or not, there's people who still use film, the professional photographers. But the gelatin that's used in the food manufacturing process is mostly made out of pig hide, pig pig skin, which is not pashut at all because the Gemara in Masakit Chulin says, Oroten ki bisaran. So those who muttered glycerin, it could be some of those who muttered glycerin wouldn't be muttered so quickly nowadays because you're, you're, you're missing one of the, one of the tzirufim. I'm not gonna get into that subject in, in length. There's, 
isomel alcohol could be made from stamyenam. Coconut extract means 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 extract that's taken out of beetles. You have you have honey that could be taken out of aphids, which also it's written natural. You have tea that could be made out of stamyenam. You have calcium carbonate that could be made from it says natural, but it's really coming from oyster shells. There is all types of ingredients that you have to be an expert in knowing where it comes from. So during the year to say, I could look at ingredients, I could say I'm okay. Besides the fact that you have the Rashba's opinion, you also have to be a real expert to know you're not getting into it. Am I saying every time you eat something with no ingredients, you're okay? No, but it's a certain level of Yirat Shamaim that you're going to stumble eventually. Now getting to Pesach, we, we, we enter the same subject because... You're right. If you're going to say, I want to buy Coke on Pesach that has, that has, that, that has corn syrup, it's probably, yeah, you're probably right. I can't find an ingredient. But let me give you a few examples where a person is going to stretch this and he's going to say, well, I could buy this, I could buy that, it'll be okay. There's a Rav that I consult with. He works for the OU. His name is Ravram Juravel. He is one of the, one of the people on the field that actually climbs into the massive vats and checks things inside and is firsthand uh, at the company's boots on the ground knowing what's going on. There was a few years ago that the Spartan put out a, uh, a uh, some Spartan put out a, a cruise. You're allowed to buy Hellman's mayonnaise on Pesach. Why are you allowed to buy Hellman's mayonnaise on Pesach? Because Ashkenazim say it's forbidden because they say there's alcohol in there. But we looked into it, and the alcohol is corn-based alcohol. Corn-based alcohol for Sfaradim, it's allowed, so it should not be a problem. The There's corn alcohol, corn vinegar, corn, I'm sorry, it's corn vinegar. They, it's not, I said alcohol, I should, I should have said vinegar. That's what you would think. And Lechor, it's a good, it's a good ta'ana. Somebody wants to do a chesed for the Sfaradim. He picks up the phone, he calls Helmers, they say, it's corn, it's corn, no problem, okay. Let me tell you something. This is according to Rav Juravel. Now, you could be mepalpel and you could still come out the bidi avad it's allowed. But I'm just going to give you an example. In order to produce corn alcohol, corn vinegar, and corn sugar, it all starts as corn starch. Corn starch is obtained by washing the starch from ground corn. Corn. The water in the starch solution is then boiled off until a powdery starch remains. Now listen to this. ADM, which is America's largest corn processor, makes cornstarch and wheat starch using the same recirculated water. That means water that was soaked with wheat is what helps produce the cornstarch, which makes the corn vinegar. And it's, we're not at all sure that there's shishim bichlal. So it could be you have a, a real question of, of a, of, of, of mixture of wheat. Now, if you look quickly, some, some say it rinses so quickly, it's not, it's not going to osser. Could be, could be not. I'll give you another example. There's dextrose plants. Dextrose is sugar. Cargills. In France and Germany. They have different building houses that produce. One produces corn dextrose. One produces wheat dextrose. But the same water is used and it circulates through both. Water that is soaked with wheat. There is something called, and, and I don't know if I'm saying it right, 
beta-amylase, which is an enzyme that's added to cornstarch solution to convert the starch to alcohol. What is beta-amylase made by? It's made by soaking barley in water for an extended period of time. Once again, the Minchat Yitzchak in Chelek Tet, Siman Lamed Hay, says it could be it's not Chametz because there's something called Ziv Ezigorem. It's a question in Halacha. Uh, denatured, uh, uh, denatured alcohol, which something doesn't taste good, is added to make something inedible in order to exempt taxes because if it's real alcohol, it's taxable. So they put it in to make it un- inedible. In, they, they put, they, they, they put it in, into food to make it unedible. But the problem is, is that, is that at one point it was edible. So you say, that was edible, and now it's not edible, is it allowed? These are all questions, and there are those who will be matir, those who are not. But when you come into a product that doesn't have a hechsher, you don't know what you're getting into. It could very well be this mayonnaise has wheat water that's soaked into it, although you called the company and said it was cornstarch. These are only people that have the boots on the ground that will be able to de- determine what's going on or not. Our grandmothers were moser nefesh to clean the walls, to scrub the floors, to kasher a kitchen on Pesach. It is not within our masoret, it is not within the ruach of Pesach, just to go into a store, call up a company, and say it's probably okay. It could be that lehalacha, you'll find reasons to say it's okay. But the, 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 the concept of Pesach is the way we were Mikabala tradition from our mothers and grandmothers was, was, was to be machmir on Pesach and not touch things that we didn't know for sure are not chametz. It's very simple. In the year Tavshin Ayin Chet, there were many lists going around that permitted many things for Sfaradim. And and there was Sephardic Rabbanim in America that felt that this is not this is not um, within our tradition. And the following letter was written, signed by Rav Asher Chachwell from the Bedin of Sfaradim Brooklyn, the Chief Rabbi of Montreal, Rabbi David Sabach, Rav Amram Asayag from Toronto, uh, Chief Rabbi Toronto, Rabbi David Banon, the, uh, the uh, Dayan uh, in Montreal, and other Rabbanim as well. And I'll read you their Lashon. B'nei Yisrael kedoshim hem, v'nizarim be'isur chametz be'pesach ha'chabur, afilu b'mashehu. V'yesh lizaher b'chol minei reshimot sh'nefutsim, ha'matirim mozarim shonim le'ochle kitniyot b'lo ikhsher. Avotenu b'chol arzot ha'sfaradim ve'edut ha'mizrach me'olam, לא אחרו דבר מבחוץ שעבר תהליך ייצור. על כן אין לכל שום מוצר בלא השגחה מתלמיד חכם שנקי מכל חשש חמץ. I'll translate in English. That there are Pesach lists intended for Sfaradim which recommend many processed products that do not have a proper Ashgacha for Pesach. It is well known that our forefathers in all Sephardic countries were exceedingly careful in regards to Chametz on Pesach and would not consume any processed foods outside the home. Therefore, one should be careful to only consume foods under the supervision of Talmidei Chachamim. 
This means the following, that there, there could be those who claim that if you look at the ingredients, you'll see that there is nothing forbidden. And anyways, chametz asur b'mashu is derabanan. And it's chozer v'neor, it's, it's uh, chozer v'neor we don't say on Pesach. And we don't know, so why should we say it's forbidden? It could be all of this, bid if you have a question, you have a point. And let me tell you a story that happened when I was living in Toronto, that my wife prepared all of Pesach already. And we used to shop in a place in Toronto called No Frills. No Frills was a non, it was a non-kosher supermarket, but it had shelves there, uh, especially for uh, kosher le Pesach. So we bought a Glix spray, oil spray, it was in the, it was in the kosher le Pesach section. Lo and behold, I look in the ingredients, I see it's an OU and it doesn't have a kosher or whatever hechsher, and it doesn't have a kosher le Pesach. At that point, my wife said, I cooked everything with it. So me being the great chacham, I said, what's the big deal? It's for sure, but it's probably nothing in there. It's, it's the same thing. Listen, just, oh, one has a P, one has an O. It's probably not an issue. Don't worry about it. I, I called, I called, I, I texted Rabbi Jiravel. So he says, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's a problem. Then he texted me back a few minutes later. There's a few minute, few days before Pesach. And he tells me, actually, I know in some runs before they actually, uh, uh, prepare the oil, they coat the, the, the vat with flour. You better call Rabbi Glick. Here I'm panicking, I don't tell my wife. And I call Rabbi Glick, and he says, yeah, that's what we do. I I don't know if that was the run, if that wasn't the run, probably it's allowed, but I can't tell you for sure. So what, I'm going to, I'm going to have on Pesach something that might have chametz, even if it's mashu or not. This chut of my wife, we took everything, we sold it, we didn't throw it out. It was before Pesach, we sold it, it's mamash, it was a chashash chametz. And we redid everything. Now you're going to tell me it's probably allowed. I don't think that our forefathers gave us that masoret of, of, of Pesach just to rely on kulas. Kulas are if you have a question. But lechatechila to come into something. You have choices of buying things with echshirim. It could be some of these products would be okay for Sfaradim. We are not organized yet in order to have a proper hechsher for Sfaradim to say, I looked into it 100% and it's okay. To rely on Hasharat Adat is playing Russian roulette. Now it matters how important it is. For us, Pesach in, in, in our countries were so important that people would be Muslim Nefesh on it. There was no other way. People would not give up at all for, for Humrah de Pesach. So yes, it's something that, that for us, we wouldn't buy things that don't have a hechsher. Those who do, you can't say that it's categorically forbidden, but it's, it's, it's a question if, is that, is that the masoret we want to give to our children? Because that's okay, it's probably okay, it's just Ashkenazim who do it. it you're eventually gonna mess up. Maybe not now, maybe not this item, but eventually there's gonna be an item that's gonna be a problem. Now there are lists, that say even things without echsher are for sure okay. Certain sugars, certain uh, certain honey, certain uh, cer- cer- certain items that you know for sure are okay. But you have to look at lists that are reliable, that looked into things properly, not based on assumptions and all types of tzirufim. Uh, and that is, a, in a nutshell, 
kashrut on Pesach, according to the Masoret of the Sfaradim Chazaku Baruch. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.